So for those listening online, the question for this week is this, what should be the impact of a Christian? You know, impact is an interesting word. Can you agree with me? When you think of the word impact, what do you think of? So the technical definition of impact is the action of an object coming into contact with another. So like if two things come together, they impact each other. Can you all think of some examples of this? Cars. Yes, cars is one of the greatest examples of impact where two things come together and kind of leave some jarring mark. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, Heps was in the accident a few weeks ago. And it's crazy because that left an impact not only on her car, but on her. Like the next day, like we were about to take a left. And she literally, it was like, literally car was like halfway down the road. And she literally just waited. And I was like, what are you doing? Go. She's like, no, I want it to be completely empty. Because, right, her mind had an impact from the previous accident. So now we have to think we as human beings can impact each other. Right? Very easily with the car, we recognize that. And you see how damaging just, and that, like, literally, she was not hurt. Her kids weren't hurt. Our car is literally fine. And see how much impact that made. And then it makes me think we as people can leave jarring marks on each other. We can impact each other very much so. Like, think about it. One negative encounter in your day can literally ruin your entire day. Can y'all agree with me? Like literally one student who can be so sour, so attitude or another teacher. And I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong with you? And then my whole day, like there could have been nine nice people. And the one sour kid can ruin my, y'all know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, why does that do that? But we as people can impact each other. But the vice versa is true. A really positive word or something kind that someone says can be so, like, uplift us so much for the entire day. You can, like, think about that the entire day. So I want to ask you, what should be the impact of a Christian? Right? Because I'll say this. I think for most people, I think we don't make any impact. Right? There, there's a saying in, in churches that if your church is to close down and no one knows the difference, like nothing changes in your community, your community says, oh, that building is like empty now, then you've done a bad job. Our churches should be impacting the community. And for many of us, we're not impacting anyone. So I ask you, does it matter if Christians aren't impacting? Should they be? And if so, what should it be? And those are the questions that we'll be dealing with for today. So I would love to hear from you guys. Okay, let's get into it for today. So let's address the question about what should the impact of a Christian be? Um, I think we can all come to terms with the, we can all agree that Christians should be impacting people. Can you all agree positively? Can you all agree with that much? Okay, so let's look at the very, the very, the greatest command God gave. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on to these two things. So this is tying in what Jessica said, love. You know, it says we love God with all of us. And the second grade is loving others as much as we love ourselves. You know, some, some scholars were interpreting and says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind by loving your neighbor as yourself. 
you love God fully by loving people. This is the minimum of Christian life. We recognize the minimum of Christian life is that our heart is going towards others. We want to look out for others. We want to care about others. And one thing you recognize in the world that we live in today, if you are to do that, you are so different. You will be impacting because guess what the world does? All they do is they think about themselves. Genuinely, if you will just do the very basic minimum of loving others, I think you will impact so many. But I wanted to add one more thing before I finish for the day. And it was a story of uh, Jesus washing the feet of the disciples, right? And so Jesus, the story of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples is an amazing story because, you know, you think about this, the God of the universe is washing the feet of the disciples. But one verse really sticks out, and this is going to be the key point of all of it today. And it's going to be verse 14 through 17. And it says, Now that I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And the key verse that I want you to recognize is, I have set an example for you that you should do as I've done for you. What should the impact of a Christian be? The starting point for true impact is sharing what Christ has done for you. That's it. The starting point for true impact for Christians is sharing where Christ has impacted you. If he has impacted you, share that with someone else. It's hard to give $5 to someone if you don't have $5. The second you have 10, I can give five. As God's love, as you understand God's love inside of you, and recognize what he did for you, you will share that. But I think the difficulty for many today is it's just become things you've heard and things that it's just like, oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I know that. God loves me. But think about that genuinely. God loves you. He didn't say, I want you to do what I've told you to do. He said, I want you to do what I already did for you. So if he's done nothing for you, you don't have to impact anyone. But if he's done something for you, impact someone. This is true in every area of your life. I'll just give you an example of this. You know, one of the things I do for my students every year, at the end of the year, I write a letter to them telling them what they mean to me. You know why I do that? Because my high school teacher did it for me. My senior year high school teacher, in, I remember AP English, at the end of the year, she wrote a letter for the entire class and to this day, I can remember where I was sitting as she read her part about me. She was just saying how you work really hard in class. I still remember it. Because when something impacts you, you can use that to impact somebody else. And, you know, for, for some years, when I read it, kids were like, what? You're writing a letter to us? But as I've done it over, it's like to see the impact. You know, one year when I was reading it, I always put sad music in the back too to get it emotional. <laughs> right? And so one year when I was reading it, Literally, I look up and this, this boy was like bawling. He was like, he was like, he had like multi, he was like eyes were red, just crying. And I was like, I was like, I was not trying to do anything super deep, but for him, it was super deep. And you know why I knew it would be something that impacted him? Because it impacted me. 
So you want to start to impact Christians around you or just people around you. Think, what does God do for me? If you can just honestly think about that, think about, God, you've done this for me. And you recognize it and you share that with someone, it will impact someone. But sometimes that just takes you calming down, slowing down and recognizing, okay, maybe I just, let me think about what God really did for me. Let's look at this example because it gives us some, right? So what did Jesus do in this particular example? Well, the first thing I see Jesus did in the story of Jesus washing the feet is he impacted by doing the things no one wanted to do. You know, foot washing was one of those things no one wanted to do. It was like the lowest job. You know, I did a foot washing at, you know, one of the organizations does feet washing in the community. You know, our feet are not that bad. You know, like we have showers, we put lotion on. Think about feet during that time. You know, lotion wasn't easily accessible. The rich probably had it. But just think about day-to-day people who are wearing sandals, sometimes not even wearing sandals. It was the lowest job. No one wanted to do that. And our master, the king that we look up to, said, I'm willing to do this. And you have to think, for you, he was willing to do this. You have to think, like, he sat, you know, he was God, yet he came down to us. He did the thing that no one wanted to do. You have experienced that. So then what should you do in turn? When there are things that no one wants to do, be willing. That's the impact that you can make on people around you. If you are just willing to look around and say, okay, no one wants to do that, let me help, right? And and that's like everywhere you go. That's what testimony really is. Where you go and what you do is what impacts people. I'll give you an example, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago. But, you know, like the printer, we have a, a new printer in our hallway. And no one wants to manage it. You know, like one, like one day there was no paper in it. And so I went to the assistant principal and was like, hey, where's the paper at? He was like, where do you think it is? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like he came, he, he gave it back to me. So I was like, okay, dang, like no, no one wants to deal with this. So then I made that my responsibility. So now I try to check the printer every few days. And now you know what they do now? If there's ever an issue with the printer, they literally come to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not the IT guy here. You know what I mean? There's IT people here, but just because I've been willing to. And you know why I'm willing to do that? It's not because I'm better than anyone or I want to add more work to my day. Because the God who loves me, who was willing to do the thing no one wanted to, I just want to do the same for others. Can I just make their life a little bit easier because someone did it for me first? So you think to yourselves, how can I impact people? Think, he came and offered himself for me, for you personally. Not like, this is not collective. For you personally, he came and offered himself. He did the thing that no one wanted to do. Would you be willing to do that for someone? And if you did, I'm telling you, it will impact because no one wants to do those things. So that's the first thing. The first thing I can encourage you if you want to start impacting is think about the fact that Jesus did the thing no one wanted to do. The last thing and uh, will be, oh, well, let me just actually read the takeaway. Are you willing to do difficult things for the sake of others? Uncomfortable things, dirty things, because our Christ was willing to do it first. That's the last one that I had was Jesus impacted by serving those who didn't care for him. 
you think about, you know, in, the, in this story, who was in the audience of people whom he served? Whom he washed the feet of? Judas was there, right? You have to think about this. You know, like, if you know somebody is about to betray you to death, would you be willing to serve them? Like, honestly, think about that. You know, we have a hard time if someone's about to talk crap about us behind our back. Like, I, can't, I don't even want to look at them. You know what I mean? If someone has caused this harm, I don't got time for them. I, you know, like, I, people at weddings, I ask, like, hey, did you go talk to them? No. I just, I just, if I see them, I'll go this way. <laughs> right? Like, we have a hard time if someone has done us wrong to love. And Jesus, to the person who was about to betray him to death, was willing to serve. Think about that kind of impact, right? And you even think for the rest of the disciples, all 11 of them deserted him. Even Judas betrayed him, but the rest of the 11 left him. So you think, and let's even make it personal. You know, when he died on the cross, it was for me. You know, I was the one. It was my sin that put him there. And even though he does so much good for me, I continue to reject him, right? For me, he does that even though I betray him. So if we're honest with ourselves, we ask, could I live with that kind of impact? Could I live with the impact that says that even if people will hurt me, even if people forsake me, I will love them? Because guess what? God, Jesus did that for us first. I'm not asking you to do anything rocket science. Spend time in God's presence and ask, God, show me. Show me, show me, God, who I need to love, God, and show me how you've loved me first. And so the takeaway that I want to encourage you is, are you willing to serve those who aren't kind to you and who betray you? Are you willing to serve them? So I'll end with this, and uh, I'll say one more story, and I'll be finished. So, you know, one of, uh, you know, when I went to college, it was interesting. That was the first time I kind of honestly experienced loneliness. Growing up in an Indian church, it's so nice because it's like people are always there for you. You know what I mean? Like you always got, you always have built-in friends. I had siblings. So it's like you, we have, I had, I had so much church, uh, family at my church. And so it's just kind of like community that you always have. So when I went to UT Austin, uh, RIP our game yesterday, but when I went to UT Austin, uh, you know, it was me, I went from a class of 50 people, I had 50 in my graduating class, to a school of 50,000 people. So you go from a place of like, somewhat valuable to like, you literally mean nothing. You know, I thought I was kind of athletic, you go to the gym, you're nothing. I thought I was kind of smart, you go to the academics, there are some brilliant people. So you're just like, you're just almost nothing, and you feel very alone and kind of worthless. And I love it because it grows you as a person. You recognize who you are in life. So the loneliness was a hard one. I remember one Bible study I went to. You know, I've always been someone that goes and talks to people. So um, one Bible study, this was my freshman year. I remember it was in the spring semester. I, I always go talk to people. So one Wednesday, night, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait and see if anyone will come talk to me today. So the meeting ended. It was like, 8.45 it ended, so I was like, I'll just wait. So I was just standing there in the back, you know, everyone just kind of mingling, and, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, nobody came, and then five minutes passes, and 10 minutes passes, and I was like literally standing by myself for 15 minutes. Nine o'clock comes, and I'm like, forget these people, and I like just leave, and I go home. <laughs> and I remember just feeling so dejected, 
so alone, like nobody cares about me. Like I care about everyone, no one cares about me. And so I understood what it meant to feel alone in that moment. And from that moment, I recognized, you know, there's, there's always two ways in which you could go. You can be bitter and be like, forget all of those people. I'm never going to go back there. Or I took it as, you know, God loves me. And that night, I actually called one of my friends back in Dallas, and they gave me a lot of peace. But I thought, you know, I don't want anyone else to experience that. So let me go and be loved to others. And even if I have to be the one that talks to everyone and no one comes to me, let me do that. Because I've understood the pain. And this is what I want you to understand about the story of Jesus for our lives. What he wants out of you is he doesn't want you to just follow some commands. It's he did something for us first. And if he's never done something for you, you will never impact. But if he has, think about it. He is my love, which is why I love. He is my meaning, which is why I try to walk in meaning. Till he means something to you personally, you will never impact someone. And sometimes that means you don't get any magic feeling. You just read these. Sometimes I just read these scriptures on my hard days and I recognize, you know, when everyone was against him, he loved. And I just have to think, man, I may not be, I may not get my way all the time, but man, he sets an example for me. And you have to take the responsibility of spending time in your word. But honestly, I'm, I'm really telling you this. If you think about your life, he's done so much for your life. He's opened doors for you. He's given you jobs. He's provided financially or love or whatever. And if you were to honestly just think about that, share that with someone and you will impact people. So what should the impact of a Christian be? I genuinely think we need to be impacting people. But I'm not asking this as like, a let me go start trying to do something today. I want you to just spend time with Christ and ask him, God, just meditate and think, what has he done for me? If he's done nothing, you don't have to do anything. But if he's done something for you, share that with the world. And as you share that, you will impact so many. And you're like, maybe you're reflecting and thinking, I don't think he's done anything for me. Look at the scripture. And he said, I've set an example for you that you should do the same. So trust him. Trust him that his life is our example and we can look to that. And here's the beautiful thing. As I was meditating this week, I honestly think God gave me the vision for our church. So the mission of our church is we all want to be people who look like Christ. Can you agree with me? Well, here's the vision of our church. Transformed people, transforming families and communities. As we begin to look like Christ, your family changes. That's what I want to see. It is the saddest to me that the Malayali Pentecostal, this is the context that I grew up in, have the worst family lives. People say whatever, do whatever, and these kids are growing up in the chaos. And to me, it's like, no, we Christians should be transformed people first transforming our families. But it starts with you being transformed first. As that impact comes to you, you will impact your family and y'all will impact your community. So this is the vision. My hope is that as we see that, you know, vision is the idea of what we see. I want us to start to see your family life being like a heaven, like our communities, your jobs, and your workout places being so different because you're there. Isn't that exciting to think? Because you are there, 
the place is more like heaven. So I'll end for the day, but I want to challenge you, as I always challenge, we need to be people who impact. And this is not me asking you to do something. Spend time and ask God, show me, God, what you've done for me. And as you recognize that, your impact will be for generations. Your workplace, your families, and every part of your life will change.